Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. I have my sweet husband on and um, we were going to sit down and just talk about how we met, but it turned into so much more than that. We talk about basically our journeys um, leading up to how we met each other and why um, we think God allowed that to be the time that he kind of made the introduction, just kind of our path of healing and what prepared our hearts to meet each other because it didn't just happen out of nowhere um, as you know, random as it was, it wasn't random. I know God had every moment orchestrated. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this um, podcast with Kellen and I. If you did, let us know. Um, If you want us to do some other episodes, hit us up, let us know. I love having him on. Thanks for being here, my love. Well, you know, it's it's nice being roommates, so I'm kind of here already. (laughs) No, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy that we're going to be talking about how we met again, because we haven't Mm -hmm. done this since we filmed the video for YouTube. A yeah, long I think time it was ago. two. Well, we did. Well, actually, full circle moment. It was for Embraced with Grace. When I first started it, we were in New York. Well, we weren't living in New York. It was 20. When did you shoot the pilot? 2019? February. February of, of 2019, I think. Yeah, it was 2019. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. we were out there and I said, hey, I, and so basically all of you OG Embrace with Grace listeners, participants, Remember, I started the Instagram um, account, and then I would I would go live for an hour and talk about like a Bible study or something God had put in my heart. So I said, "Hey, for one of my things, will you go live with me and we can talk about how we met?" And then I also just saved that IG live and p- uploaded it to YouTube. So that's what's living on mm-hmm. YouTube. But here we are, Embrace with Grace. Um, three. I mean, going on three years later, almost. I mean, not quite. We're only in November, but. Sorry, you're really distracting. You're, you look really good right now. So it's like I, kind of what you were saying went in one ear, and then I'm looking at your face as you talk. I'm like. Okay, okay. Um, just, just so you guys know, this is actually really, really great. But if, if you know me, you know that I love. I love, you know, outfits and makeup and getting dressed and getting ready, which is awesome. And you appreciate it, but I am not joking. When I am literally currently right now, like wet hair in um, leggings and like a, I don't even know, a muscle, wrinkly, wrinkly muscle athletic tee, <laughs> like a little bit of skin tint and that's it. He's like, gosh, you look so great. And I I'm love, like, I mean, I love workout Brit. I love fitness Brit. I love every Brit, but it's like, there's something about, you know, when you're at, <laughs> in athletic wear that I'm like I love it so if I so if I'm ever dressed like to the nines you know that it's not for Kellen it's for myself (laughs) or or for or for someone else because he's like eh you look great no I'm kidding you you are very complimentary when I um put myself together you you compliment and admire and respect the effort but I love that you're like you like simple Brit I appreciate the effort (laughs) and you do it without taking a lot of time also i oh, mean you, you I really to you... rush and you know where i learned to rush you when we okay so we're gonna talk about how we met and how we came <laughs> to be but one of the things shortly after well basically all we're gonna cover in this podcast because i feel like it's gonna be too long if we keep going after is just kind of leading up to when we met how we knew that we were you know meant to be you were the one even though i don't necessarily agree with that terminology but then after that when we were together together you are the you were like a tornado like just so fast and did everything so quickly so i kind of quickly was like oh and you're very spontaneous so that's how i got like good at getting ready fast because you're like hey let's go do this amazing wonderful crazy adventure and i'm like yeah i'd love to win i'm thinking let's plan for it three months down the road tomorrow 
<laughs> you're like, we're going to leave in five minutes. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? Well, I'm sorry. No, don't I'm apologize. Thanked, I'm very grateful that you've... Uh, <laughs> no, it's great because we are very... We're very adjust. opposite. I've definitely, I've, I've adjusted, but so have you. You've slowed yeah. down a bit. Yeah. I've sped up a bit. We were meeting in the middle. We are. But, um, but yeah, we're almost to the, I think it is, six, yeah, almost to the sixth year anniversary of coming into each other's lives. We are. Um, December of 2021 will be six years because we met in December of 2015. Yeah. Let's wow, talk about flies. leading up to that initial, like, you know, knowing who each other were in a sense like for me I was obviously single um I guess just a quick little past update if you will um leading up to this I was raised in a Christian household had my own relationship with God loved God wanted to save my save save myself for marriage um, not because my mom or my pastors or my church, but I sincerely had that kind of relationship with God that I'm like, I want to give this as a gift to my husband. Um, that was my goal. That was like, a, a, you know, it was a desire. If you would have told me when I was like 15 that that wouldn't be the case, I would have been like, I would have laughed at you. I'd have been like, you don't know me and you don't know my relationship with God. But as often it does, life happened. And we, my whole family went through a really hard time. I started getting a hard heart to God because I didn't understand how these things could happen. How could my family is so faithful? They're great people. How on earth are we falling on such hard times? And so my heart started to get hard. And when your heart starts to get hard, all of those deeply held convictions, it's really easy to be one step away from abandoning at least some of them. Um, so I never really got to a place where I thought, oh, you know, screw God. Well, maybe I did for a little bit, but you know, God doesn't exist. I had had those real encounters. So I knew he was a real God and I loved him still-ish, but I was mad at him. All that being said, I got into a relationship with someone that, um, I mean, had I consulted God, he would have said, nope, not the person for me, um, but I didn't. And um, it ended up having some abuse in it, a, a little bit of physical and sexual um, in that, like, you know, don't listen to me when I say no and things like that. Um, and then just verbal, like making me feel so small and so stupid. So I say all that to say that that kind of was a 10 year, not a 10 year relationship, but kind of 10 years of my life where I couldn't get past letting myself down, um, letting God down, like all these things. And I finally, it all culminated to the point where I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Essentially. I hadn't, I didn't date a ton. Um, I didn't have tons of boyfriends, but I got to the point where I was like, Brit, who are you? Like, if you're, if you want this man that you've always desired, like a man of God, you know, you have to deal with the shame of thinking that a man of God won't want you for what you've done. Um, you know, so basically I say all that to say that I got to the point where I really, it was like that cliche term that you hear girls say, I'm dating Jesus. Jesus is my boyfriend. And I'm not making fun of that. Cause I do think like, shoot, who better to be a boyfriend than Jesus. But, um, I think some girls say it just for, just to say it, but I sincerely was like, I'm not going to be distracted by boys, by men. Um, I just want you God. Like I say that you're the, the thing I want the most but does my lifestyle reflect it? No. Like when a guy comes in who's cute or just entertaining or makes me feel value, right? Like makes me feel validated. Um, how quickly did I 
you know, just entertain the idea. The problem with entertaining it is it says in the Bible, everything starts with a thought. And that one thought can turn into like a six year long relationship where you're like so invested. You might even have children and you're like, shoot, had I asked God initially, he might've had something completely different for my life. But anyways, when, um, Kellen and I, you know, met, that's kind of where I was at, where I was like, God, it's me and you. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to, you know, I, I, it's just me and you. And whenever you want it to happen, you'll make it clear, but I'm not looking for it. I guess that was what it was. I had put down the desire on the altar of like looking and searching for, you know, Mr. Right, because the clock is ticking and, and it was just a desire of my heart. So that's kind of led up to me finding you. Um, and I think you were on a similar journey that you had shared where you were like, you'd been single for, you know, however many months and just kind of on your own journey with God. Right. Yeah. For, for me, I grew up in a Christian home. I think it was more religious base where I remember when we first started going to church, it was like all three services on Sunday and Wednesday night. Um, so me just being typical guy and not really have an understanding of who Jesus Christ is in a relationship at that moment when I was younger, it kind of just sucked having to go to something so many times. But as I progressed and really had encounters with God and had just a relationship with Jesus, you know, I really started going to church on my own um, and, and developing that relationship. But as I moved out to California and was dating, I kept on finding myself in the same type of relationships where I, I sort of had a savior complex and mm. I wanted to just help a lot of, uh, a lot of my girlfriends. And so I'd stay in these relationships and essentially sort of playing a godlike role, but Your none of them, my intentions pure. were there, but there were definitely, uh, some codependencies on my end. So I just got sick and tired of dating the same sort of girl and realizing that that probably stemmed from me. I had to fix some things. And so I really got with God. Um, I was dating God myself and I was just sick and tired of dating the same, same type of girls. I wanted to find my wife and God told me that you know, I had to start with myself. I had to get healthy for him to bring my wife to me. And so I really just said no to dating, um, really just got in the Bible a lot, really uh, worked on my friend circles and who I spent time with, stopped going out um, and uh, went to church a lot and just really spent time with Jesus and in his word. Yeah, that's so good. I even think like that's a good point right there of we have, it is so good. And I think it is such a sign of respect. I mean, some things we willingly walk into and we get, you know, quote baggage and some things happen to us. It's not our fault. It's just, you know, like we have some stuff that we have to carry because it's just, we live in a fallen world. Right. But, and it's, I just think it's very noble and very respectable to try to, you know, do as much healing as you can on your own, because what it's showing is it's showing not only do you honor who God is as our healer, like, Lord, I don't need to walk around with this brokenness or whatever. 
please heal me. But you're also honoring the person that eventually you want to have a relationship with. Cause that was my whole thing is I was like, Lord, I don't want to bring all of this and dump it on someone else. And I think that that's a perspective that unfortunately a lot of men and women, but maybe more women, cause we're more in touch sometimes with our emotions. Not that I don't mean that exclusively, but just, you know, generally, but I think sometimes it's like, Oh, I want to meet someone so that they can help me handle all this or so that I can offload some of this and get a breath of fresh air. And I don't think that that innately is bad because God does bring you together to be one with someone. You know, it says in the Bible there, I forget where it is. I think it's in Proverbs, but basically like two are better than one because if one falls, the other one can help the other up, right? Like it's a good thing. Like a pairing is great, but you don't want to solely look for a spouse. (laughs) Just like I basically had gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't want to unload that on you. You know, like I would, I want God to get as whole as I can. There are some things that are unlocked when you get into a relationship and into a marriage that help further your healing for For sure. sure. Like you can't go all the way just by yourself. Um, There are things in relationship that get healed, but. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Some people most likely have commitment issues, but they want to be a hundred percent healed. Yeah. Um, before they step into marriage and some things marriage actually helps you heal those totally. certain things from your past. Yeah. So, you know, we'll never be perfect. <laughs> we'll never be Jesus. Yeah. So if you are delaying, obviously you got to do your own work, but sometimes some things get fixed by getting married, yeah. married. Well, they. I think what they do is it's not necessarily that they get fixed, but then finally the opportunity presents itself to fix it in marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I have this key, but you know, the locks are in marriage. They're not outside. So you have all these keys that like of things you can unlock in yourself and maybe even another person because marriage is a mirror. That's one thing yeah. that is a hundred percent true. <laughs> marriage is a mirror. But anyways, okay. So that was kind of us leading up to getting to know each other or meeting each other. So I was um, working for, if any of you are familiar with Christian television, Christian programming, TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network, and um, they had a, essentially a young adult, you know, offshoot channel at the time was called JCTV. And I think if they still have it, it's juice, but I don't know. Um, but basically I was a host for them. I would host a bunch of their shows, music countdown shows. I'd go to festivals. I would interview people. I was essentially an on-camera host. And one of the shows that I hosted was, um, kind of similar to like the view or the talk where there's a panel of hosts. Um, we had two guys, two girls, and, um, we would just interview people and just have different segments and essentially just, you know, talk about God. And our whole goal was, Hey, look, you can be a Christian and serve God without being in the ministry of the four walls of the church. Like that was the whole point of like, we're, some of us are in entertainment. Some of us like our, you know, Willie Moore Jr. has a nationally syndicated radio show that is not necessarily Christian based. It's like, you can, you basically are called to just be a Christian, whatever sphere God calls you to. You don't have to be a pastor on a stage. And, um, basically I was that I was doing that, but simultaneously I was also working a couple other jobs and I was in a position where I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, it's just me and you, I'm dating you. But also I was really actively looking for other jobs, more lucrative jobs, because, you know, it was just a tough season of life. And I was like, I need a job. I need money. And I sell that to say that I had an opportunity arise. I had already, you know, to film this show was on the books and an opportunity arose. It was like, Hey Britt, it's travel. It's going to this fun city. It's like four days of work. You get per diem. 
here's your flat rate for the day. And I was like, praise you, Jesus. You heard my cry. I need provision. Thank you. And it's so funny because I say this to so many people. If you've said it out loud, not only does God know what you need, but so does the enemy. So every time the opportunity presents itself that you think is the answer to your prayer, just double check with God because not only does God know, but the enemy knows. And it says that he, you know, basically disguises himself as an angel of light. So you might think that what you're looking at is your answered prayer, but you never know. It could be the enemy disguising something. He could have polished a turd and he's just giving you crap for (laughs) your life, you know? So I remember being so pumped and then feeling that nudge of God being like, hey, check with me. And at first I'm like, why do I need to check with you? Like, this is clearly you. And then, and I said, okay, fine. Like, should I take this job? Totally like not prepared for if he would say no, because this is totally you, Lord. It's everything I need. And he said, I want you to honor your commitment. And I was like, what? And my commitment was I had already committed to do the show. And um, which did not, I mean, it paid like one tenth of what I was going to get. And so I was like, what? I was so mad at God. Real talk. I was so frustrated because I'm like, you know what I need. I'm in desperation and you're telling me to honor my commitment. So I showed up to work that day. Um, One of our normal hosts couldn't be there. So um, we have another um, one of Callan's best friends at the time was Chris or still is, but Chris Wolf. And he filled in and he had a full-time job. It was just basically God had to line up and, um, you know, put all these pieces together for this day to even happen. Um, A lot of people had to be sensitive to his spirit to even be in that room because there were a lot of us that had different lives and moving pieces and we all ended up there. And so then Chris was like, Hey, Brittany, like, you know, are you single? And I was just like, that's the last question I want to be asked. It's me and God right now. Leave me alone. And um, he was like, I think I have this great guy for you. And I was literally, I feel bad now. I was like dodging him the whole day because it's uncomfortable to like turn people down. And God was really still working on me with um, saying no, you know, confidently like, no, that's okay. Because I I had had this history, especially in relationships with people not respecting my voice or what I had to say. So I just stopped saying. And so he was asking me and instead of just flat out being like, I'm not interested or leave me alone. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I was so nervous. (laughs) Um, And then at the end of the day, basically, he was like, hey, um, you know, it's I have this friend, Kellen. He is I think he told me that you were away. I think he's like, he's in Australia right now filming, but um, uh, he was wondering if he could have your number or something. And I was like, you know what? Like, let me pray about it. I just don't know. Cause I, I didn't really, I just, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to pray about everything. Right. And I was not expecting that to be God. So I was like, let me just pray about it and I'll let you know. So that kind of leads me into how Chris was like, Hey, you should, you know, get with my friend. And then my friend Kelly, who I was hosting with, she is, I was 28 at the time, almost 29. She was 22. And she was like, yes, let's get some boys in here. Like, (laughs) let's go, let's scroll through. And unfortunately, I knew a lot of the guys he was talking about and a lot of friends, a lot of boys who said they were Christians and everyone was living in LA. And I'm like, no, I I know those guys. And I know they say they're Christians, but like, Let's just put it this way. Our walks with God don't complement each other. Mm. Like what I consider a walk with God is not really them. So that's kind of what led me to that point. Um, Tell us that day for you. Well, backtracking while I was dating God, and thanks for sharing your story. I always love rehearing it and reliving it. Um, Those six months that I was dating God actually did a sozo, which is a spiritual connection. You get these uh, people who are well-trained and 
given sozos walk you through it and uh, actually chris wolf set up the first one for me and in one of my visions um that god showed me he showed me my wife and he showed me our children and i heard her voice and i just felt her spirit i felt the holy spirit in her and that just affirmed in me to keep on doing what i'm doing and pursuing a healthy heart and a relationship with god because my wife was real spiritually and i was really excited for that because i wanted i wanted to get married next i was tired of dating i just wanted the next person that i dated to be my wife um and to start a family so then five months after that first one i did another sozo and i saw um god showed me my wife and that she was she was like, like glowing and god showed me that i was glowing finally as if god was waiting for me to spiritually level up so to speak and that my wife was waiting for me and i was like oh shoot <laughs> so she's already like she already did her work she's 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 good she was just waiting on me um and he showed me that my wife was coming really soon and so after that last sozo i uh, went away to shoot the nest 3d over in australia in the golden yeah. coast and two weeks later chris sent me a photo of Brittany and kelly from juice which i didn't know by the way he, i feel did, like yeah. he just took like a little stealth picture on set because i wasn't posing like yes sell me no your but friend. it was i mean <laughs> you're you're beautiful posing or not posing you're just striking <laughs> and so i got this photo and i knew it was the first time that i had really chosen to pursue someone where they had a relationship with God first. I'd never dated anyone who believed what I believed. And my belief system is the most important thing for me. So why wouldn't we start with the most important thing? Yeah. Um, so pursuing a woman who has a relationship with God, who's a fellow believer, <clears throat> was my number one you know, check that box. And so when I asked Chris after, after he sent the photo, I was like, is she a Christian? He's like, well, obviously she's, you know, <laughs> doing this Christian show and is she single and how old is she? And everything just lined up. Like you said, you were single and 28. And I asked if I can have her number and Chris asked you, and he told me that you were going to pray about it. And I was like, that's awesome. Like that's probably the best response besides getting her number that I would have loved and just showed that she was big on prayer and having a relationship with God. And I was really seeking that. So then I, you know, I, I was totally cool with that. I'm, I'm again, half a world away in Australia. She's in Orange County. And I was like, cool, Chris. Uh, well, can you ask her? Like, I didn't want to just slide into her DMs. No, no harm to anyone who's doing that or on dating apps. I just knew that wasn't for me and I didn't want to just have that be our story of how we met. Um, so I asked Chris, can you text her or DM her asking for her email? You know, I, I'm big on communication. I love communication. I love, you know, or I would have loved like creating this pen pal ship with me being away Which, real quick what guy do you know who's like hey you want to be pen pals and is sincere <laughs> i was like what the heck there's no way this is legit <laughs> i'm like what a line i've never heard that before you want to be pen pals 
So yeah, so then Chris sent that and, yeah. and then you- Well, it was crazy because then going back to my side of the world. Um, so I left work that night. I didn't give my number. I told Chris, you know, hey, thanks so much. Like, I appreciate it. Let me pray about it and I'll let you know. I didn't take Chris's number because he was married or is still married. They have three beautiful beautiful children. But, um, and now his wife is one of my good friends. But in the moment, I was like, I- I don't want to take a married guy's phone number. You know what I mean? Like as a single girl and I don't know your wife, like that just felt inappropriate. So I said, you know, let me pray about it. And I'll like, I'll, I'll message you on Instagram or something so that it's a little bit removed, you know, a little more to me, it felt a little more respectful. And he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. So that night I went home and I was beaming, not because I was about to meet the man of my dreams. I was beaming because I like actually said no. And I remember just, in that moment throughout the day and kind of asking God, the thought that kept going through my mind was if this is God, then there isn't essentially there's not, it's not an opportunity. I feel like too often girls and maybe even guys, you, you see, especially Christians, it's like, oh my gosh, there's such a great catch. If I don't jump on this opportunity, so mm. to speak, it, they're going to just go find someone else. And for me, I finally got to the point where I was like, no, God, if this is you, I should be able to have to value myself and say, no, I'm going to pray about giving someone my phone number. And the next day they'll still be there and they'll still be interested. So any girls out there who are like, shoot, if I don't give him my number or if I don't, you know, do the right thing or act the right way, he's going to just move right along. Well, maybe that's not the right man for you. Um, but I just remember going home and being so proud. And God said, do you want to ask? Do you want to ask me about it? And I was like, what? I was like literally patting myself on the back like, yes, what a win, Brittany. Like you didn't get distracted. God, aren't you so proud of me? Like I'm amazing. And then he was like, well, let me know if you want to add, like if you want to know my opinion about this. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay, Lord, like what do you, what do you say? And I just remember him saying, look, something that I have been, um, you know, maybe – an unhealthiness in me in the past was I always, and I do love taking care of people. It's kind of one of my things, but I think that the unhealth in that was like, I would go to, I would drive to my boyfriend's or I would, um, I just did a lot for the other person out of sincere sincerity. Like I wanted to sincerely do things for them, but also on the flip side, I had this unhealth of if I can't show up and prove my value in their life, then it's going to be out of sight, out of mind. So really I was trying to earn my spot in someone's life or earn my value, earn my worth. And that's not, that's not right. It's one thing to be a servant to those that you love and be obedient to what God's calling you to do. And it's a whole nother thing if you have to serve in order to feel value in a relationship, mm, you know? And so for me, it was like the first time that I said, no, I'm not going to chase after a guy if this is the right guy, like he'll be here tomorrow. And in faith, I'm just going to take a step, take a breath and just pray about it. And so I asked God thinking that he was going to be like, good job. Nope. Just let it go. Ignore <laughs> him, ghost him. And instead he was like, okay, he goes, you are always the pursuer in the relationship. And you know that my heart is for you to be pursued. So you, I, you know, basically he, if you have a guy who will respect you enough not to, that you didn't want to give your number to a stranger, that's great. But if he asks for your email address, that will be your sign that he is pursuing you with, while also respecting you. Because mm. some people are like, well, what's the big deal? Just give him your number. Because I had had that in other things yeah. where I'm like, no, I don't want to give him my number. And they're like, just give him your number. It doesn't matter. You don't have to call him. You don't have to text him. I'm like, yeah, but I just gave him an inch. And then I would feel uncomfortable when someone would text me thinking like, well, if you gave it to me, 
Like, why did you give it to me if you weren't interested? And so I was mm. just like, it was, it was a lot of past things coming to a head. And I just remember being like, okay, if he respects me and that I don't want to give my number to a stranger who I don't know, but asked for my email, that will be the respect as well as the pursuing. Like I want to pursue you in a respectful manner. And so then the next day that was um, Friday night. Then the next day I went to dinner with my dad on Saturday and I was telling him about it and stuff. And I think they actually had come by the set, like the only time they've ever come to my work. Mm. And so they met Chris and stuff. And he goes, so what's the deal with this guy? Or what's like, what's going on? I was like, oh my gosh, isn't this so funny? And he said, oh, let me see a picture. So I actually went on to show him Chris because he was asking like, so was that the guy that was working? Whatever. And I went on and literally a couple minutes prior Chris had sent me a message and I, we have it screenshotted. We have like a, a, a photo book, but it's all of our text messages yeah. because you were like gone that first couple little bit of time that we knew each other. But basically it was like, Hey, Brittany. Um, and I had told my dad about the email thing. Like it was just, I was, I had no eggs in that basket. I was like, this is not going to happen. And basically I opened the email or the, the message and Chris says, Hey, Brittany, like so great working with you yesterday or something. Um, Kellen said, totally cool about praying about it, but he was wondering if he could have your email address. And I was like, what the heck? I set the phone down and I show my dad, he goes, Hey, like, there you go. Like there's your sign. And I still wasn't a hundred percent convinced, but, um, but yeah, that was definitely the sign. Yeah. So then the next day we spoke for what, seven hours and yeah. getting back to my first Sozo, as soon as I heard Brittany's voice, as soon as she picked up, I knew it, I knew it was her. I knew it was my wife. And after our seven hours of, uh, conversating, I was glowing, um, and I asked God at the end of that call, I was like, God, is Brittany my wife? And he's just like confirmed it. He's like, yes. And I even asked again, I was like, God, is Brittany my wife? And he's like, yes. It was just the coolest thing because the next day, day two of talking on the phone, I'm like, yeah, God told me you're, you're my wife. <laughs> and you said. I was like, yeah, same. So it's just the coolest thing when you know, you know. Yeah, I think that's a cliche term and everyone's like, well, you don't really like that doesn't really mean anything, does it? Like when you know, you know, like that's not actually a thing. But then I kept asking people in my singleness, and they're like, no, that's a thing. Like I just knew. And I'm like, what do you mean you just knew? Yeah. And these aren't even believers necessarily, but it just shows yeah. you that you have something in your soul that acknowledges when God kind of just... I feel like puts his hand on something and says, okay, like you can do this. You have my blessing. You just feel it. Like you yeah. feel it in your soul. And it's, I think the coolest thing with the whole, you know, with our story or when you know, you know, it's that you and I both took ourselves out of the equation. We yeah. just let we, God do it. We were 100% surrendered. Yeah. I we didn't force it. That. Cause a lot of times, you know, I'd force things in a way because, you know, I just, I want to make things work with certain people, yeah. but I was just tired of that. So I really just took myself out and really let God work things in me that I needed to grow in. And then with our situation, again, for all you out there who, you know, there's no one in your circle or there's no one close by, you know, that could be a suitor for you or your husband or wife. I was halfway around the world. Yeah. I was in Australia. God was introduced in, us thousands of miles apart. Yeah. And the funny thing is we had been, uh, the other thing I think that's really important is timing because we, mm -hmm. we know so many of the same people. I mean, yeah. it was so, once that, we, that was really funny. It was so funny. Once we actually got to get, like, then we started talking it's like, wait, you go there. Oh, 
thought I was barking at something. But it's like, wait, you go to this place? Wait, you go to that church? Wait, you do this? You know that person? It was like, we have been in the same, we had literally been in the same places multiple times and never crossed paths. God never really like highlighted each other to the other. And then when we got together, we would like show up places and we'd be talking to, you know, our own little friends. And then someone would walk up and be like, hey, we're like, oh my gosh, hi. And then like, all right, I'm going to go say hi to another friend. And then they'd go say hi to like, you know, you. And then I'd walk up and like put my arm around you. And they're like, wait, 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 what's going on? What's happening? And they're like, are you guys, wait, what? And we're like, yeah. And then Kellen would always tell his friends, he'd be like, why didn't you ever introduce me to her? (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever. But um. But yeah, it was just such a funny thing. And, you know, like you said, you just, when you asked God, he just said, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I was like, I felt that, I felt that knowing as well. But I also was like, you know, Lord, will you, will you show me areas in scripture? Will you show me things? And, you know, it would, if I said them right now, they wouldn't mean anything much to, you know, the audience or really maybe even to you because some things that God gives you are personal to you Mm -hmm. and to your walk. And so if you, the more time you spend with him, the more, um, you know, he'll kind of show you desires and show you things to where when you do come to these crossroads of, is this, is this the job? Is this the time to start trying for a baby? Is this my spouse? Whatever it is. Um, when you spend a lot of time with God, he already kind of puts those things in you so that when you need confirmation, it's very obvious what the confirmation is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it was just really, really cool. Yeah. You know, when you know, and I remember I had Christmas break coming up because we shot in November and December. So yeah. I asked Brittany on our first date, we had scheduled to meet up after she worked and after I flew in from Australia. I landed at probably 6 a.m. at LAX, and then Brittany was working all day. And I was just so excited because it just seemed so easy. I mean, we had the best seven-hour conversation the first time. Everything just lined up. We were so authentic. I know in my past, I would maybe sort of be a chameleon and adjust to other people's wants everyone. and designs. You put yeah. your best foot forward and it's like, oh, I like this person. You like country music? So right? do yeah. I. Like, But that gets you in trouble because... You're not being yourself. Yeah, you aren't. Yeah. And so it was the first time really that I had no shame with just saying what my likes were and dislikes and yeah. red flags and this and that. And it was just really cool. So finally, once we, we met, it was like, man... This is my wife. Yeah. Will you be my girlfriend? Can I have a kiss? Like, may I kiss you? It was just yeah. the the coolest, cutest. It was. When you know, you know. And and I think the benefit too is we, which is so, I mean, gosh, now it really is. I mean, well, that's a whole nother podcast about <laughs> physical interactions. But I think one of the the biggest gifts for us was we met, we were so far apart. The only option was like, if the options were carrier pigeon, do the mail, you know, text message, email, FaceTime, phone calls. But like that was it. You couldn't see each other in person. And we didn't even FaceTime. And we didn't FaceTime. We We literally, we texted if you were on set and couldn't talk. Yeah. That's another thing too, is I had written down, you know, I, I'm an introvert. And so texting is my preference because I love to write. However, I knew enough to know (laughs) that I needed to be on the phone with someone that I was getting to know because texting, 
you could be texting their best friend. You could be texting their, their mom. Like you don't know who, who's on the other side, helping them craft. Like you said, you know, you want to put your best foot forward. You want to come off the best you can. And sometimes we don't, we're not a hundred percent authentically ourselves and sharing what's important to us. Cause we're so, you know, well, what's important to you? Cause that's important to me. And so it's like, we really did meet in that point of, you know, we were a hundred percent surrendered. We both just asked all the questions. And that was one thing when yeah. we, when we talked on the phone, basically, you know, Australia's time difference, it was midnight here and 6 PM the next day where you were. And he's like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like I just wrapped. Can I give you a call? He asked for my phone number and texted me and said, Hey, I don't like texting. I want to call you. And I was like, Oh, there's another point. Good job. <laughs> and so then you called and we talked from tw- well, 12 AM my time to six or to 7 a.m. my time, like the whole night. And I like to sleep. And yeah, so. you love your sleep. So, so that, what that did that was... tell you, baby? <laughs> um, and then for Kellen, it was like from six to one in the morning or something yeah. like that. But I just remember we both were, we were both like, like wow. you know, just laying all of our cards on the table. Like, hey, you know, tell, like, let's share medical history. Are your parents together or divorced? What were things that you loved or hated about X, Y, or Z? Like, when did you get saved? Um, what does your walk with God look like? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your prayer life like? How how much do you read the Bible? Like, I'm not kidding when I say everything. We really just laid all of our cards on the table because it was like, let's not waste time. Like, if there's going to be a red flag or something that doesn't yeah. add up, like, let's figure it out now. Yeah. And then just mutually be friends. Like, you're super cool. And you even said that. You're yeah. like, I just figure, look let's just get to know each other as friends. And if things line up and if there's like an attraction, they're great. And if not, well, cool. We're just going to be friends and we'll see each other, I'm sure. And that'll be awesome. And I just think that it was. Which I think is the best way to do it because then there's no pressure. And I'm in Australia. We're a world away. And there's no pressure of us bumping into each other or meeting if for some reason something didn't line up. Yeah, It was just no strings attached. I just want to get to know you. Yeah. But I am it looking was for casual, but it was intentional. Intentional. Yeah. That's the That's thing I think way. too yeah. is like if someone's talking to you like, oh, no big deal, no pressure. That's oh, yeah. great. But it but are they being intentional in their dialogue? And I think you and I both like it was just that perfect meeting of we're both in the exact same place seeking the same thing. And we both were really like we we're just striving to be very intentional with our time and who we spent it with and everything else. And then God was like, I'm going to honor the work that you've both done and make this introduction across the globe. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, he came back and then we went on a date. We went to Chipotle and pink bear. We were actually going to go to the Santa Monica pier <laughs> yeah. and it rained maybe like three days out of the year. If that, yeah. And it rained, it poured. And so we were like, well, we can't do that date. And so we just went to Chipotle and Pinkberry and we just chatted and talked. That's a cool woman. If she, if she will let you take her to Chipotle and Pinkberry for your first date. Well, I think that too, I think some girls out there are like, that's a great date. Like that's, and then some of theirs are probably a little more bougie, but in, in LA, the reason why you're saying that I think too, is like in LA, there's a certain type of yeah. guy and girl where it's like, oh, that's not good enough for me. And I was just very much like, hey, you're the one I want to spend time with. It's not about the meal. It's about or being seen somewhere. It's just like, let's get let's Mm -hmm. like see each other. Right. So it was really special. But I also, though, in in ending this, I don't want it to come across like our relationship was and is just pure perfection bliss, like floating from one cloud to the next. Because like I said, I had my own past. Kellen had his own past. And when you get together with someone, there is that like high of I found you and you're so pumped but then after that you still are two very intricate 
creations of God and you have your own preferences and likes and dislikes and things that aren't like not even baggage, just like, I prefer this. And you're like, why is, why? And I'm like, why do you prefer, you know, it's just, you still have to get to know one another. There's still, I think, growing pains in any relationship, but I will say, I am so grateful for just your patience and your leadership and your guidance in our marriage and in our household. My gosh, it's just been such a gift. But also, I can really see more than ever the reason why God's like, hey, you know, this is the order to do your life. And this is mm. like kind of my text. Like if you really do get in the Bible and get in the word and kind of really just strive to live your life in a holy manner, I will say that when you do meet the person that you're supposed to be with, gosh, there's a lot less to go through with them because, you know, it's just there are consequences to your actions. So what you're doing in singleness, what you do in singleness, you sometimes do have to answer for in marriage and you have to work through those things. And, you know, I think we've both, you know, we, we talk about it and we're like, God's timing is perfect. But how freaking awesome would it have been if we both met when we were like 20 or yeah, 21, before like before all, our scars. <laughs> before all the scars, but we're both we're, we're sweet to each other and tender with them and, you know. We're, we're, it's been a quite the roller coaster and quite the journey, but it's been so worth it. And, and I can say confidently today, I'm way more in love with you than I was, even that same. first blissful moment, which is same. so funny, but it's true. I'm so much more in love with you. And I'm old school. So when I, after we met, I remember I wanted to drive home with her because she oh had gosh, a car. And so, so we drove from Maria Del Rey to Orange County. It was like and over she's an like, hour. She, yeah, she's like, well, how are you going to get home? And well, he like, walked oh. me to my car. So this was the first night we met. And yeah. he goes, oh, like, I'll walk you to your car, right? Because it was because I told him, like, oh, it's getting late. I lived in Orange County. He lived in L.A. And I was like, you know what? It's getting kind of late. I should head back home. He goes, oh, okay. So he walks me out to my car like a gentleman. <laughs> and then he gets in the car. And I was like, oh, okay. I figured, like, because he lived in an apartment complex. I'm like, oh, I'll drive him back up, like, towards his front door. And I stop and you were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what are, what are <laughs> I don't you? know how I came up with that. I've what never done that doing? before. Um, and then we had just, I, I just really, I was on such a high and I wanted to continue hanging out with you and talking. And so she drove all the way home. I guess I could have drove, but I had no idea. I, I hadn't really been to Orange County much. Well, you and, said, you're like, no, I'm like, well, that's okay. You don't have, you're like, no, it's late. I don't want you to drive. And you, uh, guys, yeah. you don't understand. I was doing late night drives all the time yeah. and I had been for years. And he's like, no, no, no. He goes, I want you. So that also made me feel really valued and protected. It wasn't in a controlling way. It was just like, no, like it's late. Well, and safe. yeah, you've, you had you a stayed really longer long, with me. Yeah. yeah. You had a long work day. So you got in the car and you're like, no, I want to ride down with you. Cause I want to talk to you. And so I was like, okay. And that was, I feel like more in the beginning days of Uber, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. So, and then we got to your house after some more great talks and I asked you to be my girlfriend. I yeah. was like, well, you, I'm old school like that. I want to ask, make it official. And you're like, yeah, of course. Well, I we mean, had both already said like, yeah, we're getting married. And so we, I was <laughs> like, like my wife so already. He, yeah. So he said, oh, like, will you be my, will you be my girlfriend? And I was like, I thought I was your wife. And you're like, well, I know I'm just trying to do the right order. I'm like, sure, of course. So, so it was really cool. It was the cool. And I, uh, you know, just getting back to, you know, we, we aren't perfect. Right. But yeah. we were, we got to a place where we were where we needed to be for God to bring each other into our lives. And we created space for it. Yeah. And healing. And we worked on stuff. We actually had a proactive, um, proactive what am i trying just to like say healing journey like we were trying to yeah we, we were trying to be proactive with the intentional, healing intentional really. yeah um but then also like 
getting married. And I'm a huge advocate for, for marriage. I love marriage, love being married to my wife. It brings stuff up that you, that wouldn't have been brought up until you got married. And I come from a family, a, a divorced family and Brittany's family. Thank God. Um, there's a whole family still, and their parents are still together, her parents. And so in marriage, it just really helped me having Brittany as a mirror to see the things that from my past that I needed to confront and, and to grow for in. Me. Same um, for me. So that's why I just love marriage. I'm so grateful for it. There's a protection, there's a blessing that God puts on marriage. And it's just the coolest thing. So to anyone out there who is maybe having, you know, wet feet and cold feet. Cold feet, wet feet. I do that wet, all the time. I change, I change words up all the time, feet. but that's why yeah, I love yeah, my getting wife. your feet wet. Get, get yes. my feet wet, um, but cold feet. You know, pray about it and just do it. You know, it, it really is the coolest thing. Well, if your if your cold feet are because you feel like oh, I, only you and God know, right? That's it. But one thing I will say too with that is. Again, only you and God know, but when you get married, you do become one with that person. So maybe they have something that you're like, eh, whatever, like that's on them, not on me. When you get married, you really do. There's an exchange of, I mean, same with sex really, but there's an exchange of everything. You really do become one. So whatever baggage they have, you take on and whatever baggage you have, they take on. And it is wonderful because you can fight it together. But I really want to encourage anyone who is, especially if you're dating seriously or even engaged, but if you are not yet married, whoever you marry, you hitch your destiny to. And you can only go as far and what God has called you to as far as they're willing to go. So if you, you know, it, it truly is so important. And I've heard this multiple times and I completely agree, which is, the most important decision you'll make in your life after choosing to follow Jesus is who you're going to follow him with. And I just really want to encourage anyone who's not yet married or you're in that season of waiting. Um, it is better. I remember just telling God in my, in my broken moments of singleness of like, when is this going to happen? I remember telling God, but you know what? I would much rather be happily married from 40 till death than get married three to four times because I rushed in when I was yeah. 21, 22. Cause I, unfortunately I saw that happening with some people that I knew from high school and it was like, Oh, this is the next step. Let's just do it. But if God's hand isn't on it, marriage is hard. Marriage is challenging. It is beyond worth it as every good thing mm. is. But it's like, if you're not, if you're not, I feel like marriage with only one person working, it, how does that work? Yeah. Like, but marriage with two people working, then it's like, okay, we got this. We're, we're, it's just, so, it's, it's a journey. You want to make sure you're going in the same direction. But yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And talking about um, how we met. We, always love. We love recounting. talking. When people ask us like, how'd you guys meet? We're like, okay, do you want the long version? Or I know. Version? I know. It always sort of sucks. I mean, it, both versions are I'm great, sure. but I always love doing the long yeah. version. And even this, like we left some stuff out. I was just gonna to say, keep I'm it. sure after this, I'm be like, dang, I didn't say that or I didn't yeah. say this. But anyways, well, if you guys enjoyed this, um, and you know, obviously it's so nice having a male 
um, voice and a male perspective well, thank you. on the podcast too, because you come from a guy's point of view and guys and girls are so different. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> we're so different. And so I'll be talking to five girlfriends about something and they'll be like, Kellen, what do you think? And he'll be like one sentence, direct, drop the hammer. And we're like, Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Got it. But anyways, if you guys enjoyed this, let us know. And um, maybe I can, I don't know what you're doing. Anymore. I was doing the YouTube thing, but this isn't for YouTube where it's like subscribe, oh, click here, put the bell, hit next the bell. Time, next time it'll be a, <laughs> maybe next time it'll be a YouTube video. Where's the camera? Where's the camera? All right. Well, we love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye.